0: I'm joined by Alistair McGill, General Manager, Data Control of Broadridge, and Dr. Torsten Fokel, the CEO of PPI. Broadridge and PPI have launched a joint venture. Let's start by defining what the deal actually is, Alistair.
1: Thanks, Robin. Um, So PPI and Broadridge have come together to collaborate to offer a payments as a service for European financial institutions. So we recognise an awful lot of European institutions, uh, banks are sat there with a significant amount of challenges being thrown at them. Uh, They have to respond to the latest market innovations, uh, an increasing amount of regulation and, of course, continued compliance with the payment protocols and standards that they need to adhere to. And for many institutions, a historic lack of investment in their payment infrastructures has just is giving them an option as now whether they want to make a new investment in those infrastructures or whether they're looking to outsource them to organizations that can assist them and PPI and Broadridge coming together are a good viable combination to offer that outsource payments as a service. So who does what in this deal Torsten what does PPI bring
0: to it?
2: Well basically PPI is uh, well delivering the complete payments processing platform, so that's our software platform. And we're also bringing in an in-depth knowledge of, well, payments itself, with our consultants, our experts. And we also bring in the knowledge of actually doing the transition, let's say, from one infrastructure to another. Alistair,
0: you spoke when you were talking earlier of the option between buying in a service and doing something in-house. What are the specific advantages of taking payments as a service as opposed to working in-house?
1: Let's start with what Torsten just said in terms of PPI's offering. So PPI provide an end-to-end payments platform that is designed for the community at large. So it's really baked in with best practice and is kept up to date from a Uh, regulatory and markets requirements. So the first thing you get is access to a a continually invested in modern platform. The second part is where Broadridge comes in is we then leverage the services that we have around that, which includes the provision of uh, SWIFT connectivity. It includes the provision of message transformation and message management. So we help deal with a broader set of financial messages than just the SWIFT side of things. And we also provide the application hosting and management of PPI's application as well as our own applications in the financial messaging space. And we wrap around that a whole layer of BPO services so that banks can determine which services they want to or or which capabilities they want to retain themselves and which they would like to outsource to a mutualized service. So overall, I think the benefits we bring are that investment in a continued modern platform, economics around the hosting side of things in terms of being able to deliver a more cost-efficient way of doing that and then access those mutualised BPO services, operational payment services around the edge.
0: Thorsten, would you agree it's the case that you can do something more efficiently, more cheaply and technologically more up-to-date than a bank might be able to deliver on its own?
2: well in payments you have one big challenge which is which is basically that on the one hand side you need to operate like mass payments instant payments commodity payments in a very efficient way with a very high stp rate so that's a very cost sensitive part of the business on the other hand you have parts of your payments business where you have actually unique selling points towards the market where you have uh, differentiators and that's within the space of foreign payments, correspondent banking. So you basically need to fulfill both requirements, being very cost-efficient on the one hand side and flexible on the other. So if you now share infrastructure, BPO services for the cost-sensitive part and you're still able to preserve your individuality towards the market, then that's a gain for you as a bank and that's something that we can bring together with which with our platform and offer towards the market. So that's the idea behind it. It's
0: also the case that there's a lot of changes coming down the turnpike. I mean, we've already had the implementation of things like PSD2, the ISO double two. there are more of these things that have been taking place and there are yet more changes coming.
1: Absolutely, and even for people that have adopted things like, for example, separate credit transfer or separate instant credit. There are always changes to those things in place. So it's an ever-evolving challenge to keep up with that, you know, with those trends, with, with the compliance around those uh, and with the change in regulation. And that's what we will help organisations do.
0: Well, you take that headache away from me as an organisation and the other headache you take away from me is, and whisper it softly, the legacy systems that otherwise hang around in banks and make me very rich if I happen to be a COBOL programmer.
2: I mean, it, it would be good for you to to be a COBOL programmer, by the way, because then, uh, <laughs> I mean, you could work until your retirement. I mean, there's enough to do. But, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, many banks are at the, let's say, edge of the need to take a decision where to head. I mean, you have your old legacy systems, and many banks, in particular for correspondent banking, for foreign payment systems, they are at a point where you, well, you either have, do a heavy investment in your current infrastructure and potentially move away your infrastructure from mainframe-based systems, you invest in a totally new system, or you outsource your payments. So, that's, that's, I mean, it's a big decision, but it's the time to do so, because the requirements coming from the ISO migrations, not only Target 2, but SWIFT and everything else, there's so much to do that basically these are the solutions on the table in the past there were only minor changes which you, which you could do easily on your existing systems but that's well that's gone for the moment
1: i think torsten is fair to say the projects that we are working on with clients are geared around their priorities which are often tagged to meeting certain regulatory or market requirements so the phasing of them is built around their own priorities
0: and you mentioned the the regulatory issue. It's also built around the hoops the regulator is raising in front of institutions. Absolutely. When I say the regulator, of course, we're talking about multiple regulators. Because if I'm indulging, you mentioned a correspondent banking, Torsten. If I'm a bank involved in a cross-border business, and pretty much all banks are at one level or another, I'm not just dealing with a German regulator or a British regulator. I'm dealing with a German regulator, a British regulator, a US regulator, um, possibly also having to comply with rules published by international regulators, people like the the Bank for International Settlements, etc, etc. I could go on. It's a very complicated business to take on. And presumably what you're offering would take away some of the headache for me.
2: Indeed, I mean that, that's well. That's our main business, and um, it's also the business of brokerage by providing the swift connectivity. So we take care of all the regulations that are upcoming because I mean we need to implement them in our products, in our services anyway for multiple clients. So that's where we can basically spread the costs of doing all these adaptations. But well, as you said, it's it's not only the regulators. So the let's say the formal regulators but you, you also have organizations such as SWIFT or EBA that are also defining requirements on their payment schemes uh, on what the way you need to do things and payments and these come on top of the official regulations.
0: You've said elsewhere that banks are seeking a mutualized shared service approach. What do you mean by that?
1: So I think a couple of different things which is um looking at how they can benefit from a single service provider who is operating the same or similar services for a community. So, there are certain tasks, for example, in managing applications for multiple clients that can be performed by an individual rather than having each bank have the you know, an independent individual behind each one of them. So, we're providing where, where it makes sense, shared services equally. We recognise that there are tasks that will want to be dedicated to individual institutions. So we have the ability to provide both dedicated and fungible staff within these mutualised services operating to common SLAs around the, the bank's requirements, the bank's operating requirements.
0: Uh, who's your target for, the, for this venture, the, the, the payment as a service proposition? Where are you marketing it and what's the reaction been so far?
1: The reaction has been very positive. We've already signed our first client. We're very focused on the European marketplace to begin with, with PPI uh, and Broadridge. We have a strong presence in that marketplace and things are going well at the moment. The the reaction is positive, but it's it's an interesting market to be in just because of the uh, amount of change that organisations are having to deal with, change and opportunity. You've launched it at Cybos, but of course, none of us are at
0: Cybos. How's the, the virtual conference been
2: for you? So far, we've uh, gotten really positive feedback in particular for, let's say, this new market offering. I mean, at PPI, we are for more than 15 years in the business of uh, delivering uh, a best-in-class payments product uh, towards the market. And let me say, in the, in the past few years, we, we basically lacked the capability of offering kind of, let's say, outsourcing platform outsourcing or, or, or products in the cloud. So that, that's basically where, where it goes. I mean, if you, if you look around, then many software offerings, many services are offered in the cloud. The same is true for payments. So that's definitely a trend where it goes. And the reasons are clear. And um, we had a increased market demand for the last three to five years where customers asked, so what is the best option for me if I, if I want to renew my payments infrastructure? Do I base it on the existing one? Do I buy a product? should I do an outsourcing or a mixture of everything? Um, these are questions that, uh, that we handle at our customer side. So and now as we are capable of actually delivering such uh, services, um, it's, it's very positive from the market. It's very uh, positively uh, receptive by the market. That's what I can say so far.
0: And a final comment from you on that angle, Alistair?
1: Yeah, I think Swift has always done a fantastic job of building a community in the financial services space. And it's a pity that we're not able to meet in person because many of that community have known each other for a long time. But that network still exists and the conversations still go on and the news spreads among it. So I think we've been delighted with the both the formal and the informal impact of this announcement. And, and we've had a lot of people reaching out to talk to us once they've heard about the announcement and the initial client being signed. So... Um, yeah it's it's been an interesting time.
0: Thank you very much Alistair McGill of Broadridge and Dr Torsten Vokol of PPI.